Hello, and welcome to another episode of Piecing the Parsha Together. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Chukas. And last year, I think I may have uh, noted that there are some overlap in ideas between Parsha's Chukas and, Par- and Parsha's Bishalach. And let's see if we can look at that again today and present provide us with... Um, in some ways, an approach to what is arguably the most famous episode in Parshas Chukas is the sin of Moshe at Memriva. So, to begin, there's a comment from the Kliyakar that relates to last week's Parsha. And the Kliyakar last week described the staff that had the flowers and the almonds sprout on it and the buds. And Hashem is showing them he can take something that's dry, a stiff, and make it grow. In a sense, he said there are certain people who are maybe more fit to be Kohanim, the different character traits, said that that was perhaps a way that people accept that. And that is, a, in some senses, an accept, their, their acceptance of the way the world is going to be moving forward. From year two of the Midbar. And my thought is this has some relevance again to what happens in Parshas Peshalach. So the Kliyakar, sorry, the Kliyakar continues. And this Kliyakar is Perek Chaf, Ches. He mentions that there are numerous um, perushim found in the Barbanel. He says there are 11. And he continues with this idea of that the staff. So says that Moshe was really supposed to take Aaron's staff, the staff that had the, the, the flowers that grew on it. Moshe takes his own staff, the staff that he had used. To perform, to perform the miracles in Mitzrayim. The Kliyakar continues and says that at Yamsuf, I think we tried to explain, tried to explain earlier uh, in this cycle, that there's a struggle of faith in Parshas B'Shalach. It's not easy for Israel have been freed to fully have the faith that perhaps Hashem would like them to have. And he says this is particularly true at the Yamsuf. He says, when he tells Moshe, Harim es matecha, venata es yadcha, so he says, pick up the staff and stretch out your hand. He says there, when it says to pick up the staff or lift the staff, it means to remove it. And the focus really should be on Moshe's hands. And he doesn't want B'nai Israel to think that the staff is some sort of source for a staff. And that is, in, that is in fact how everything is being done. So there has to be an emphasis on not the staff, and it's from Hashem. And here, Moshe takes that staff in addition to Aaron's staff, and Moshe ends up using that staff. I don't believe that is the staff that hits the rock. So he says that there could have been a Kiddush Hashem, again, to show this generation, the generation that did not witness Kriyas Yamsuf, because they've all died out. We're now in year 39. In the midborn. Um... 
they needed another demonstration of this. And Moshe using his own staff and, and hitting it with the staff, and that's how the water comes out, foils the lesson they were supposed to learn. That it's really from Hashem. And there's no magic staff or magic charm that's there. And there are some interesting things that come to light with this. I would say that following Paraduma, in the beginning of this week's Parsha, there's the jump from year 2 to year 39, and the generation has died out, as Rashi says. And it seems like if there was a challenge of faith, perhaps, a challenge of faith which exists when B'nai Israel in the Midbar and Parshas B'Shalach, we have it occur in some way, shape, or form again. But we have the successful approach. The successful approach as illustrated by the fact that there was acceptance in the previous Parsha, Parshas Korach, through the lesson of Aaron's staff, through the lesson uh, contained with the idea of Hashem causing the almonds and the flowers and the buds and that symbolized that there's a specific way of choosing things and the Tepahana might have been special we said the B'nai Israel accept that there is no more complaints against Moshe and as far as the Pesukim are concerned nothing else that needs to be told perhaps there were no other complaints that people went through a, a, you know, a cycle that lasted for 38 years until everyone died out and perhaps this is the first time in a long time. This is the first time with this generation where there's something wanting of themselves. So the way to handle that would have been through the use of Aaron's staff, through that message, the message that the people accept. But there's a there's a way. Trust in Hashem. You know, what you see in front of your eyes doesn't matter. Miriam dies, and the well that was in her schos, according to Gemara and Tainus, disappears. And uh, that doesn't matter. Right? Hashem is the one. Dry space, dry stones, doesn't matter. He can cause the water to flow. And that was what was supposed to happen here. Using iron staff and perhaps what that staff symbolizes. But that is not what happened. Moshe took his staff, the staff of Yitzhiyah Yisrael, the staff of all the miracles of before, and that is the staff he uses. And again, the message, similar, you know, based on the fact that this is what, how it happened in Bashalach, is perhaps more forceful. And there's through hitting it, and it works. But the way that B'nai Israel is supposed to interact with Hashem is not there anymore. It's not through that approach. It's not through the the strong miracles that you know sort of force the faith. Now it's through them being able to recognize it, perhaps to a sense on their own. And the whole generation has died out, or at least those who were supposed to, except for a few people at this point in time, basically Aaron and Moshe, I guess Kalev and um, Pimchas, um, sorry, Kalev and Yoshua. And perhaps to a certain degree, this helps highlight Moshe. There are different places earlier in the Psukim before Parsha Shalach where it implies that Moshe is not going to take B'nai Israel into Eretz Israel. Already the last Pesach or second last Pesach, I think it's the last Pesach of Shmos, he says, you'll see what I do to Parah, but you're not going to see what I do to the 31 kings. I believe it's alluded to also in the Az Yashir of Moshe that he's not maybe going to do it, do it later. 
only. We have the prophecies of Eldon and Medan and Parshas Baaloska. There's already the groundwork that Moshe will not be the one to take B'nai Israel in. But obviously, it is sealed. Moshe's fate is sealed in this week's Parsha. Perhaps, this is not, I don't believe, in the Kliyakar. Perhaps it is the idea of how the world was in the first uh, group of people in the Midbar. That relationship where there's more open miracles. And that's almost how you expect things to happen. And, and it's Moshe's first staff. So Moshe, by using his staff in Memoriva, sort of links him not with the group that is supposed to go into Eretz Yisrael, the staff of Aaron, rather the group that did not go into Eretz Yisrael. And I don't know if you could say that maybe that would be this idea. Again, if Moshe is supposed to die in the Midbar, then he would have ultimately died. But perhaps if Moshe had used the other staff, that would have been a way for him to also perhaps connect with the generation that's supposed to go into Eretz Yisrael, because that is ultimately what Hashem wants to happen. And these individuals perhaps could have a success where maybe the earlier generation did not. And they would have the realization that Hashem uh, can do anything. Uh, they don't have to rely on big miracles. Um, it can happen in front of your eyes. Don't look at just what you see in front of you. Uh, you know, this miraculous well disappeared. What are we going to do? It doesn't matter. Hashem can provide sustenance anyway, anyhow which is ultimately the idea of going into Eretz Yisrael. They're going to live in a more normal, natural way, but ultimately it's still from Hashem. And the idea of Eretz Yisrael still doesn't, we say doesn't work the same way as other lands. But again, it, it will look, at least on the outside, as more natural. So B'nai Yisrael had the opportunity to make that connection with the... May Mariva, with our own staff, talking, not forceful, right? talking to the staff, learning in front of the staff, and we'll have the water be released, and people will make whatever kid Hashem they're supposed to make. Look at the rock, it doesn't uh, get Tzharnonish, and it does what Hashem says, so do we, or just sort of realizing that we can always, you know, you're never, if you, if you believe in Hashem, you're never at a loss. You will always be provided for. But it's not what happened. Rather, it's it's the staff of previously where we need almost more overt miracles in a higher level of being, a less natural way of being, supernatural way of being. And B'nai Israel was supposed to realize the more natural way. And Moshe, of course, being Moshe is a more supernatural person. Maybe for him it doesn't matter. He doesn't, he sees the Yad Hashem no matter what. But he was supposed to show the people even through the more natural way. And that is ultimately what, um, what the shortcoming was. And that is why Moshe will now be linked to the generation that does not go into Eretz Yisrael. And again, you can sort of maybe tie it in in the Parsha Shlach, Parsha um, Devarim, where he says that it, sort of there's a link between the spies, is that the sin of the spies guarantees that a generation is going to perish in the Midbar. And because they perish in the midbar, there's a there's a spot for Moshe now too. Where will he end up being? Will he end up being connected more to the first generation or connected more to the second generation? 
And that reality comes true only once again because of the spies. And um, I wonder, thinking of this, even as I say this to you now, are there any kinds of ripples that we would see in terms of the people? And I say that specifically because the people complain once again here in Parsha Skukas about the month. Is that a, perhaps an outgrowth of the May Mariva that they, they didn't see the Kiddush Hashem that they were supposed to, and now somehow this will link to they were complaining about the Mun. Maybe we'll be able to explore that in a future episode. Uh, for now, I wish you all a good Shabbos. Thank you all for listening, and I hope to see you again next time.